or does the thought facilitate an expression of power by the by the the one that's seeing or hearing the thought? Does a thought have power? Or does the power derive from the one who believes they're the thinker of it? Because every one of us could have the same thought right now, but it wouldn't have the same effect on every one of us. Each person, the thought would have a different effect based not on the thought, but on the person's condition. Yeah? So if you didn't have any money, let's say, and there was thoughts about money, it may not produce an ease and comfort. Yeah? You may feel anxious. Hey, I don't have any money. I've got to do something. Someone who has a thought about money has money. Maybe he's thinking about why, where he wants to give it to. Yeah? So he has a much more freeing thing. So it's not the thought, is it? It's the, it's the, it's the one who's entertaining the thought. So like in The Course of Miracles, this book, they would say that mind is projecting and then there's perception where the basis of this story here is perception first, yeah? So we talk about projection like I project some feelings on you and think you're doing them to me. But this, this is a much bigger idea of projection, which is mind's dreaming, and then the dreamt object notices the dreaming. It perceives the dreaming, but the mind has projected it, yeah? And then the apparatus perceives it. But we think what we're perceiving is so, yeah, but what's so is what's projecting, not the projection. What's projecting is what's so. The projection can't be what's so because it wouldn't be a thing. For it to appear to be a thing, it has to take a different look than what's actually projecting it. Yeah. So you're never gonna. So just take the thoughts. The difference between a thought and my thought is huge. In both statements, there's one thing called thought, yeah? But the change in thought than, than a my thought is totally different, isn't it? It's so much, it's apt to be so much heavier if it's viewed as your thought than if it was just viewed as a thought. Like if you heard a thought and you just heard it, that would be like hearing it. If the thought has a feeling of being yours, then you're listening to it. It's different, yeah? Like meaning being assigned to it. Exactly. Huge amount of meaning is being assigned onto you through the thought. The thought facilitates the delivery of the meaning, but it's not the meaning. Yeah? It's a carrier. It's like a vehicle. So the vehicle moves through, and the mental process uses that vehicle to facilitate the bondage to this idea of being a self. How does it do it? The vehicle and what it's, pr- what it's bringing is called mind. Yeah. Oh, that vehicle's bringing my meaning to me. Yeah. Now we don't want to see it as my meaning. We want to see it as its meaning, the thought's meaning. So we could blame the thought. So we could do this and do that. But the thought is just a carrier. Yeah. The, the mental process downloads information into the carrier. Then that's forgotten. And then the carrier shows up in our life. The door opens, and here comes the bad thought, you know, chock full of meaning, and maybe we don't want to have that thought, but we try to evade that thought, yeah? But (laughs) it demonstrates the statement in the Course so beautifully. You and I are the dreamer of the dream, yeah? You and I are the dreamer of the dream. 
Let's say this is a dream. If you don't believe it or not, just look at the basis of your experience here. It's a subjective experience, yes? You can be at the same event and everyone at the event will experience the event differently. That would be a very strong aspect of dreaming. Yeah? So you and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forgot that we're dreaming. This is the key point. Yeah? Because everyone may be able to agree with that. Yeah, I'm the dreamer of the dream. But then there's this little statement, we forgot that there were the dreamer. So how do we forget that we're the dreamer? It's produced, the forgetting. Yeah? I saw it as how I was forgetting that I'm the dreamer was I was remembering that I was this Paul, this action figure. Yeah, And I remember Paul not by the moment, but by past moments and future moments. By my thought system thinking about me in the past, it pictures that me it's thinking about as a body. So I'm remembered as a body now. And when it's worrying about, you know what's going to happen to me this afternoon when i got to do this and do that, what that happening is going to happen to is to a body yeah, called Paul. So I remember Paul back then, and I remember Paul in the future by worrying and just being concerned. And then the remembrance of Paul ha- has an effect now. yeah. What the effect is, and you may not think that this is so, but the Course in Miracles is saying it in this statement, it has the effect, the effect that we forget that we're the dreamer. Yeah? We're in a state of forgetting that we're the dreamer by being remembering, by remembering we're the body, so to speak. Yeah? That's it. Because the dreamer is not a body. The body is dreamt. Yeah? You can see this body. This is part of the dream. Yeah? So this is not like the, a great master, Hoang Po, said... Whatever can be perceived, which is a body, it's many other things can be perceived, this tree, this building, this da-da-da, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Yeah? It's super clear, incredibly clear statement, saves you a lot of time. Say it again. Whatever can be perceived, so right now you're perceiving this body, called this you, and then uh, you're perceiving the chair and the, the pillars back behind me. Whatever can be perceived can't be what's perceiving. Yes? So I can perceive you, that, therefore the you that I see, this body, cannot be what's perceiving. If you want to call it spirit is perceiving, or God, or you know, consciousness, or awareness, they're just names to throw at it. But the, the, the important thing is to be clear about what you're not. Yeah? So, and then you can see, so I forget what I am by remembering what I'm not. makes fucking sense and this is what can happen if I'm in that state everything so here's the dreamer that's dreaming we forget that we're the dreaming and in that forgetfulness we give everything we've dreamt the power to affect us yeah now what am I what am I dreaming I'm giving meaning to things all day yeah all day I'm giving meaning to things that's the dreaming that's the aspect of dreaming I give meaning to you yeah? And then let's say if I give meaning to Deb, and Deb is the source of all my happiness, that's the meaning I give her, and then Deb leaves, or even, even a, a movement that looks like leaving, or I perceive to be leaving, I'm going I'm to just <laughs> take her hostage or something, because I ain't letting my source of happiness leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll be saying, oh, I love Deb, but I don't love Deb. I, I want to capture her, yeah? 
if, if there was love, it would be okay. Fucking, fucking Rome, you know? But because she means so much to me, I can't let her get out of my life. And if she does leave, I'm going to be very crestfallen. I'm going to be very, very bummed out. Yeah? Not because someone left. It was the meaning that I gave to the someone that left. That she was it. She's the one. She's the source of all my happiness. Yeah? That's not a good move. Because on this game board, things move. <laughs> things come and go. Yeah? <laughs> I'd like to have my source of peace on a much more reliable foundation than a person, or a job, or a physical condition, as I've experienced recently. Yeah? You can, why, it's crazy to totally rely on something that's unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> so, you and I are the dreamer. And they just, you want to hear it this way? You can talk a lot of ways. But to me, I was just at a, with some people, and I, I find value in an, in an understanding of what's actually happening. I find value in it. It leads me to a place where that may not happen anymore. <laughs> for you <laughs> it's a point of real possibility because it's sort of not like oh you realize you're in the house after the house been built and you put a mortgage on it and you furnished it and you got couches in it but you see the building of the house in the blueprint room and you're not beholden to it yet you haven't moved into it because moving out of it may be a big deal but if you see it as it's being built and maybe decline the offer then you never have to go through all the drive to get out of what you've never been in, literally. Yeah? If you can realize you've never been any in anything, you may not waste so much time trying to get out. Because you can't escape an imaginary condition. You can't leave a place that isn't a place. It just seems to be a place. Your mind has made all these things seem to be, and it's located you somewhere, which may seem to be intolerable, but it's as real as real to be to, to you, yeah? And therefore, the natural response, in, but based on an insane logic, is to get out. You don't know, you will know if you look at your life, that every form of getting out is another form of being in. Yeah? The being, the getting out is prior to the idea of being in, not after the idea. If it's after the idea, it's going to lead to getting out again and then in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out. But if it's prior, you, you cut off the whole, you cut off the whole line of it. Why the hell am I trying to get into what I can't be out of, like the moment? And why am I trying to get out of what I can't be in, which is a long-lasting, individual, separate entity? Yeah? Like one master says, what were you an hour before you were born? Yeah? That's what you truly are. Not what's appearing to be you, but what was there before, and what's there now, and what's going to be there after the body goes. Yeah? Just makes sense. You, and the funny thing is, you'll travel lighter here when all your intention is to travel lighter and you defeat your own purposes most of the time. When you lose interest in the self, things go better here. Yeah. It's, just a, it's not the whole point, but I'll tell you, it's a good selling point because it does. It'll go better for the self not to be one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It definitely goes better for the body not to be the center of the universe. 
I mean, the body can thrive if it's not the center of the whole universe. Yeah? It really can. It has an ability to recognize what's going on and, and then facilitate a shift. It does a lot of it. You know, people can heal unbelievably. So here. So you're the dreamer of the dream. You forgot that you're dreaming. I'm saying that is because the mental process is remembering this idea of being a self. Yeah? Using the body to be the clinching point. The clinching point. Yeah? Okay. Constantly going on. And then in this condition, you now are giving everything you've dreamt the power to affect you. How is that happening? By the meaning that's being given to it. Yeah? Like two women leave me. One meaning, she was a casual situation. I didn't give it much meaning. When she leave, it wasn't a real big disturbance in my life. Another woman leaves, I give it a huge meaning. It has a huge effect on my life. Yeah? This is it's explained perfectly in that statement. You are the dreamer of the dream. You forgot that you're dreaming. In that forgetfulness, you, you're the transfer point of a lot of meaning to other things so that they can bite you in the ass. This explains not just Tuesday, that one Tuesday, 2005, every freaking day, every week, every month, every year. This is what's happening. So if you see it, okay, what would happen? Why am I so into remembering when I'm not? Because it's got a damn good hook. You're it. And you're really hoping you're going to get it finally. It's really, if I just get all my ducks in a row, I'll feel great. If everyone does exactly what I want them to do, I'll feel great, and hence they'll feel great just based on that I'll feel great. It'll be like a trickle-down, you know, happy economy. All this insanity makes total sense up there. Yeah? Well, in your case, if the way you're speaking right now, without looking into it deeply, you need to, your house is on fire, and you need a pail of water. So on that level, it's very practical. But in fact, if you only stay on that level, you're going to have to move near a big giant source of water, because you're going to have a lot of fires. Yeah? Because what's pres- pre- giving the meaning of a job and not having one will give other things the same fucking meaning. And you'll be dealing with heaviness your whole freaking life here. Because you'll be the basis of it. So yes, practically, you got to get a job. So open up to the possibility. If you don't feel like you can put, do anything about it, make up an idea of you as a higher power and surrender it over there and see what happens. Yeah. So you, at one point, like the Course in Miracles would say, you, there's, there's level confusion. So the mind is manifesting in a lot of ways. Right now, from where you're speaking, the mind is manifesting on a consequential level. Taking the fact you're a body, that you have to have money, that this and that, and this and that, and this and that. Yes? Okay. If someone sees that, then it would be insane to say there is no house, there is no need for a job. Hey, get some fucking help. Go to a, an employment center. Do something like that. Yeah? So deal with it on that level. It's not you... But it's the where the mind's manifesting from. Yeah? But all the while we learn skillful means to deal with that, why not 
also entertain the possibility of the blueprint room and see actually what's going on here. Yeah? Hmm? Yeah. Yes, but remember, what was waking up is the body. What, what's afraid of something is the mental process. Try to at least hold a little bit of a possibility that you're prior to that. Yeah. So these are activities that are happening in the sky. They have their meaning and their value and everything like that. But try to bring a little of the skylight quality into it. Yes? Just a little. That little bit will go a long way. Because you know what? Things are going to work out. Things are going to continually work out. You may not like how they work out, but they're going to work out. Yeah? Literally. That's what happens here. Everything that's undone gets done and it gets undone again here. It's the way this place moves. It's like a current. But the idea that it's you is a mistake. Not bad or good. It's just a mistake of you. Of course, of course, right now, the, you believe, because that makes it sweeter, that makes the suffering exquisite, because you think, I was once there, you're not there, you were never there, and you're not the one that's been exiled. See, this is what it does. What would the absence of something mean to you? Absolutely nothing, if you were present, but it makes the absence, oh, that was the presence. I, I was so good then. And now, and therefore, have that as like a, 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 an imaginary sun bring on your day of today. You're going to get burned by that because you're not going to be comfortable where you are because you should be super comfortable because once you were. That's the selfing perfectly. That's exactly what it does. Just like, you know, you're with the source of all your happiness, you're not enjoying it at all, really. It's not, you're ignoring her most of the time. And then suddenly she gets the sense to leave, and then suddenly, just suddenly, it dawns on you that she was the source of all your happiness. Why didn't it dawn on you when you were near the source? Yeah? It's the mind playing games. That's what it does. It has to, it produces exquisite mental suffering based on it doesn't have to be this way. And it's going to be like this forever. That's what it does. It's the advertising campaign. And if you're a subscriber to it, you're going to get all those fucking brochures in the mail. All these things of, oh, what was once and what will never be. And somehow you have something fucking to do with it. And you don't. You're assuming you were there. Therefore, you're assuming you're not there now. They're both assumptions. What you are is you've never moved from. Never moved. You can't move from everywhere. You can't leave everywhere. It's either true or not true. Yeah? Where, if you, if there was a sense of nothingness, where could you say, where, what place could you say no thing was? <laughs> it's not of a place. It's mind. It's infinite, expanded mind. And mind right now is dreaming. And it's moving through this little object 
to facilitate the dreaming. But this object is dreamt. So here, if I'm identified as this object, I'm in the state of forgetting that I'm the dreamer, and then suddenly, the meaning that moves through the kaleidoscope of this conditioning, this apparatus, its little peculiarities, its beliefs, its ideas, which you never produced this life, they were just already latently available, now all the meaning that could possibly be given is going through that kaleidoscope, and so this gets blue, this gets a lot of yellow, this gets green, and then the green, yellow, and blue start affecting you. Yes! This was, this to me is valuable to understand because it's good to understand that you're fucked, in a sense. And because it will lead to the point where you realize you're unfucked. Not because you did something to get unfucked, but because you were never that which was fucked. And therefore, you're not that that needs to be unfucked. And that's the unfuckingness, in a sense. That's the experience of being unfucked. It's not an experience that's produced. It's a realization that what's happening here doesn't mean... It's not a denial of what's going on. You deal with what's happening to the best of this apparatus's ability. But don't take it to be so when it isn't. Yeah? That's not a denial. That's a freaking fact. It comes and goes. The idea that you were thinking you were somewhere before, where is it today? You can't feel it, see it, hear it, taste it, touch it. It's all mental conjecture. Yet, we're we're giving that the abiding truth. Even when we're feeling great today, it's bookended, well, I won't be feeling great when I go to work. You don't see the pledge of... We're constantly pledging allegiance to the wrong flag or a flag that's choking us. Yeah? It's not giving you any benefits. It has no services left. All it is is about yapping all day how it was and how it will never be again. Oh, man. It's a slavery. Literally. And it can only be, in, it can only be fostered on what's ignorant of the fact that it's the dreamer. Signs of being the dreamer, blame, excuses, rationalize, rationalizations. Those things get dismissed, the meaning they give you, because you're not trying to cover up your ineptitude here. You've accepted it because it's not you. You're not an urban renewal project anymore. Yeah? There's a little maintenance here and there, but there's no, like, Taj Mahal that's going to be built on this position. Yeah? And everyone's going to notice and come visit the Taj Mahal of Paul. No, fucking to call off the construction. And you can't call off the construction. There's something shifts and the construction's called off. Yeah? Then the body does better. Then things work out a lot better. Jobs come. Situations are taken care of. I have no idea how I'm staying afloat. I'm not working at all and money's there. It's fucking incredible. And then one lady told me, money doesn't come from work. And I said, fucking that is true. It doesn't come from work. It's one way of it being presented, but it doesn't have to necessarily come from freaking work. It's an idea. Fucking all right. See what happens. Yes. But if I was pouring over my condition, oh, Jesus Christ, my condition would be based on a past condition and a future projection. I'd be screwed. Because how are you going to deal with something that's not happening? How? What's the appropriate response to something that's not happening? It's not happening. That's the appropriate... How far, how far have we gone off that we don't see that as the appropriate response? We respond to it with three years of therapy, 
subscriptions to magazines that promise if you do these ten affirmations, you'll get over and over again. When it's just like, why not, if your attention would be here, this is the, great, the greatest repellent from the mosquitoes of what's not happening. It's just being aware that you're here in Marin City right now, getting warm in the sun, listening to some crazy older adult. I mean, it's an invitation. This is not a draft. We don't have a uniform that you have to buy. We're not going to do army drills after. All right, let's walk, let's walk in unison. Hail, hail, yes, no self. No, you know, none of that. I have faith in mind. Let them enter. The information goes in. Let's see what it does with it. Yeah. See what it does with it. Yeah. To me, I'm only established in this moment because I've realized it's the insane that the insane the insanity of the idea I could be anywhere else. It's not like I really tried hard to get in in a moment. I just realized I can't be out of it. Yeah, it's the easiest thing in the world. I can't be out of this freaking moment. I wanted to for my whole life. I've been shooting tons of drugs and doing tons of shit and hyperventilating anything to get out of here. Every time you can't get out of what you're not in, in a sense. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I was, I, oh man, it, this is so simple. It may seem complicated because it's an understanding somewhat, but I use the understanding to prom promote one thing. My own experience of hearing this message, the most important aspect of that was what was hearing the message. Not that I finally heard the right message, it was how I was hearing it. And then I started questioning the sheep programming that I was entertaining being a lion from. And I saw of its, its failedness. Because if I take myself to be a sheep, even if I hear it 800 times, you're the lion, you're the lion, you're the lion, it's going to be translated to I can become like a lion. So the point is, is not the fucking study about how to become like a lion, it's the question, are you a sheep? If you're not a sheep, you may be a lion. Yeah, you'll find out. That's why we do here, is just come back every week and repeat it. So that some of the common mistakes cannot, you can, they'll save you tons of time. Because you're going to, you're always going to be led back to, I need do nothing. To all the shit you've done, what that will, all, all that, all you're doing will distill into a realization, I need do nothing. Why not fucking start there? Started, I need do nothing. See what happens. Maybe you'll get established there. And of course there'll be a lot of doing going on. But the way it's held is I need do nothing. I can't shake myself into that. I can't do myself into what I am. All the doing to myself into it is a form of trying to get out of it. So to me, this, this message, just like in recovery, I came in recovery had this huge story, tons of written stuff about how, why I was screwed and they did it to me and I got run over and my mother always said to me, your brother, you'll never be as good looking as your older brother and it all worked on me and I was defeated by all of this. Yeah, hey, it's a great story, who knows, it has some relevance or not. Yeah, tons of it. Then I hear some principles. Any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. That template went over reams and reams of story and it all shrunk up, and that's all that was, was an expression of that. 
Yeah? Life, that a life run on self-will was expressing in myriad ways that it wasn't going to be successful. I got it. Yeah? Then it says, all right, self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Boom. All right. <laughs> tons of experience. I didn't have to have tons. Maybe ten big experience came up. Same theme. Oh, selfing put me in this position to be hurt. Yes, okay. There you go. Boom. I got it. Instead of going through every sentence and going, what? What was my intention here? Why did just uh, just bring like just like a, a crane of just five principles and lay it over the whole life story and everything would go all went like this and they all went to their little category. Yes, all this okay. So all of these expressions came to, always were brought back to these five basic states. Like, oh, I wasn't accepting, you know, I was taking myself to be a self. I was relying on a failed system. If you rely on a failed system, your faith in the system will produce what? Anxiety. How, where's the anxiety entertained? In time, obviously. You couldn't, you're entertaining anxiety now, but for you to really entertain it, you have to think about the past and the future. Yeah? So, because there's no threat right now, so if I want to live as if I'm under a threat, I've got to be listening to something telling me about yesterday and tomorrow. All right, got it. Yeah. So I got totally illustrated. I'm fucked. Yeah. Totally. And one day in a trailer park, drinking a bottle of Royal Gay Fakta with a guy, that download hit. CNN newsflash, no story. Hey, I'm fucked. And for some reason, I'd been fucked for quite a while, it hit me and it sunk in. And there was a sober assessment of my life and the next day I was at a recovery meeting. And now I've been sober for 26 years. That's the profound aspect of mind. Mind can entertain a possibility and it can come to fruition in your experience here. Yes? Why limit it to one thing? Let the mind entertain possibilities and see what it does with. Look at what it's done with this place, entertaining the possibility that I'm a body. Look at what it's done. How much suffering have you gone on that has gone on from you by past unrequited loves and stuff like that? When you're the source of love, when actually relationship is more a field of expression than like a, a contract to take from their little broccoli and then they take from my cauliflower. It can be totally different. You can see things totally anew. Totally anew. You can actually, the mind can easily shift out of the gear system of, like, selfing has two gears, forward and backward, yeah? Future, past, future, past, future, past. It's like living on a track, you know what I mean? You're thinking you're so free and you're so independent. Your whole life is on a track of time. <laughs> Yesterday and tomorrow. <laughs> you don't believe the mind can shift into it? You have experience of being out of it when you were a kid. If you weren't in an abusive situation, you had a lot of wonder and awe in your life, didn't you? You'd play for hours with one, two, three little plastic army men. You'd feel like... There was like you weren't worried. Will I be playing next week? Because time hadn't set in yet. You have a sense of it already. The mind can go back to that sense, not as a self, because that will thwart it. But just go back as mind. It can it can have the wonder and awe that was available when you kid. It's still available now. There is not a certain amount of wonder and awe in the world. You're the one who sees things wondrously and from awe. 
You are. The mind itself is what sees it. There's no, there's not like 8,320 wondrous things and you're just in the wrong place to see the wondrous things and awe has shrunk. Now there's only 800 places of awe. No. You're the, the wondrousness and awe come from you. It's how you're looking at things, not what you're looking at. Bring yourself into the equation, not you. You're too much in the equation, the idea of Paul and something. Bring what you are into the equation, and now your mathematics will make sense. You'll see, we've been living under a mathematics that the primary, primary number is one. The true mathematics is the primary number zero. It's nothingness. It's spirit. We have this mental mathematics, the primary number one. Every equation is, you're always in it. You, the you that you're not, is always a player in it all. You're like the false reference point. You're espousing about what's going to happen and what did happen. You have tons of intricate stories, why you're fucked today because of what happened in the past. It's, it's all self-knowledge. It doesn't avail you nothing. Yeah? What, is, what does it avail you to know that you're in a hole? What, it, what would it avail you to be a professor of holes and yet still fall in them? Is it just because, oh, you're the most knowledgeable person of holes in the world? Fucking great. I would think the knowledge of holes would cause you not to fall in them. To me, that's its value, yeah? You learn about self, just like Dogen said, is so you can forget self. You learn about it so you can forget it. Because if you learn about it, you'll entertain you may not be it, and your interest will be dismissed from that mental preoccupation. And your interest will enrich your day today instead of enslaving this day by yesterday and tomorrow. It's as simple as that. Now entertain it or don't. We're looking for an extravagant means to get back to the mouse hole. You're at the mouse hole already. You've seen the source of it. Yeah? Just sit in that and then see what happens. Don't, you know, the mind loves to back up and oh, I've got to take a more esoteric, traditional approach. Because you don't want to go in it. You don't want to actually find it. You want to keep approaching it. Yeah. All approaches are departures. They're every one of them. Yeah. You are what you're looking for. Do you think these people were fucking fucking with us when they said that? Do you think that master who had gone through whatever he or she went through wanted to say, I'm going to really fuck with the people in the future. You are what you're looking for. <laughs> you see St. Francis had a, had a bad day that day and said, I'm going to be vindictive as hell. What's looking is what you're looking for. You think the other one says, you're the seeker, the seeker is the sort. You, they're all fucking with us? No. They realize the plight. They realize the mental state and what it gets up to here. And they attempted to give us a way out that had nothing to do with being in. Yeah? The Course says it. The Course it has a whole chapter called, I Need Do Nothing. In this chapter, it talks about a life of contemplation, life of service, a life of meditation. It says, because it's mind's intention to go free, nothing can stop it. But what's going to happen is, it's probably going to take a lot of time. Yeah? It says, if you're reading this book right now, The Course in Miracles, then The Course in Miracles probably is the way the mind that's experiencing as you right now wants to get out of here. And you know what? The Course is going to save you time. It's all it's going to do. 
Because everything that's worth its salt will lead to the realization, I need do nothing. Everyone. All the somethings that you can acquire will definitely add up to nothing. And that's the real gift. Why not start there? Save some time. Unless you love doing all the seeking. It's fun, man. It's fun going to a place where they feed you vegan food and organic ice cream. You meditate for an hour, kayak for six hours, and they frame it a spiritual retreat. So you get credos from the mind. Oh, you're trying to be a spiritual, and yet it's just a fucking hedonistic vacation, basically. Yeah, but they put in a spiritual, spirit, a tantric retreat in Costa Rica, and they they don't have pictures of of they have pictures of kayaking and getting massaged foot massages eating that's fine why do you you have to get a little uh, mental oh, I feel better I'm, it's a spiritual retreat I'm going on what about the ones that charge you 10,000 bucks and don't feed you you, you probably sign up for a longer one yeah you just detox you don't just get like <laughs> rule or something really you'll look alright 10,000 for a week 20,000 30,000 must be better because <laughs> it's 30,000 so <laughs> and, you and you can't speak for 10 days or eat. Oh that's, oh, that's 35,000. I think that's a great idea. Put on 35,000. Well, see, I have the best money. idea, which is retreat from Paul. <laughs> the retreat from Paul is a very good idea, which is <clears throat> I send you CDs and DVDs, and you come to a few meetings, yeah? And so you get a sense of what's happening with Paul. Then I have some ex-girlfriends give testimonials what it's like to have Paul not in their life, yeah? <laughs> so by Paul's absence, they feel a presence, yeah? So then I say, okay, well, sign up for a weekend, and I guarantee I won't run into you. I won't call you or anything like that. And, tell, and then yeah, on Sunday night, see if you feel better without me in your life. Right, yeah, yeah. And then if, you, if it worked for a week or three days, let's go for the month retreat. And then I have a post office box in Hawaii. And you send me 300 bucks. I give you a newsletter so you know where I am so you don't go there. And then you report in. I have a huge swath of testimonies. I am feeling the presence by Paul's absence. Yeah. It's a little joke, but it's not. It's a parody of what insane shit we go through. How many people, Deb's been here a while, some people have been here a while. How many people have come here for a few, a month or so, very excited, but it's not enough. They've got to go to another one. They've got to go to retreats. That's just that you don't give the steps on how to get out. Hmm? Exactly, because if you do, that's form of being in. And it's, you know, it may feel better to be in something with the hope of getting out. That feels better, really. But the radical freedom is realizing you've never been in it. You know, really. And just, you know, the head, you don't base it on your mental state. Your mental state is agitation. It cannot rest. So if you try to bring selfing to the point of rest, it's going to be agitated about that point of rest. Yeah? Literally. If you waste your time trying you to get the you you're not to be always homogeneously free and blissed or whatever it is that you assume you'd be like if you were still there when you weren't there. <laughs> because that's what most people are doing. They want to have an experience of their own absence, but they want to be there to have it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it doesn't work. I mean, you can try to put... I don't know. You know. This is just a simple thing. It's just simple. But it, I, what I like, it's much more important to keep going back. Repetition will help because you'll get familiar with it. Just like if I do Qigong for years, now if I even, and I haven't done it in, let's say, months, and I just get in the starting posture, I feel the energy that I used to do about an hour to provoke. It just, the mind remembers, yeah? Just kicks it right in. That's familiarity. We're attempting to produce a familiarity so that you start seeing the old familiarity as very fucking unfamiliar, you know? Very foreign. And you realize, if you realize it's a foreign installment, the next thing you can entertain is I can be free from it. Instead of entertaining being free as it and all like that. But you'll get entertained, I can be free from it. Inherently, why? Because I never was that. So the freedom is prior to the bondage, not after the feeling of being bonded. It's prior to the bondage. The solution that works is prior to the problem, not after the problem. And then you know what happens? You just get to be, you, you get used. Just like when Deb and I went back to my, I was sharing this at this recovery meeting I was at this morning. You know, I wouldn't go to weddings when I was, you know, growing up. I felt like uh, the black sheep of the family, so I never went to weddings and stuff like that because it was all about me. I was never thinking about anyone else. And then whatever happens over the years, you get changed. And then Deb and I went to a wedding of my family. And no one was there to meet me at all. I just, I just triggered them remembering their mother and father, my sister and brother, who had passed away. Yeah? My job was totally complete. It had nothing to do. It wasn't, Uncle Paul, what are you doing? None of that. Oh, you, as soon as they saw me, it reminded them of their parents in a lovely way. That was my whole job. It, it was never me going to the wedding. It was never me. It was my sister and brother making an appearance through me. To their siblings, to their kids. Yeah. I never saw that when I was looking from selfing. But when that selfing got diminished, I saw that's the role, and pretty much that's the role all day, basically. Everyone, no one's seeing me the way this lady at the meeting yesterday said. You know, I'm always thinking about me all the time, and I, I and I think that everyone else is thinking about me, and everyone laughed. And she said, "Oh, they're not." No, why? They are. Every one of us is thinking about me. We just take it to be a different me. It's the same thought system. We look at the bodies and we give it a meaning, different, a different meaning. It's not different at all. Most of us are in a, a system of thought called me is the center. Yeah? And it gets its difference by looking at the bodies and I'm not, I'm not head, heady. Yeah? That's distinctly different. But uh, the thoughts that are being going on and the meaning being given to them are quite similar. Because we're all thinking about me. <laughs> now sometimes you want to get relief from their me by getting away from that you, but you're, you're never getting away from the me. Yeah. This is the freedom. It's freedom from something that's never been so. That's why it can last. If it was so, what would, what would guarantee that it won't be so again? 
The only guarantee that something won't appear is that it never did appear. Yeah. The only guarantee of real rest is prior to what you call the problem, not after the problem. Because anything can appear here. Whatever your mind can come up with can appear here. And because it can appear here to us, like that false evidence appearing real, something can appear real to, to a you. But it's actually appearing real to a me. Yeah? So the me has it's now become the representative of the true reality and that reality, the dreaming, is giving meaning to things through this occupation of being a me. Yeah? That undifferentiated light is now going through a kaleidoscopic lens system that's putting the same old meaning on every fucking thing. So if you go to Bangkok, in a couple of weeks it's like uh, Bang, it's like uh, Burlingame. Yeah? The same mindset's in there. I'm telling you, I went to places, first years were pretty, they looked new. After a while, it was just like being home, Thailand. I lived in Chiang Mai for a couple of years over the years. It's just like, the, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. I'm just so stoked that there is a solution. I am so freaking stoked because I don't know where it would have ended up with me. Spirituality was disappointing me. Yeah. I try, had the guru, and I realized that guru thing doesn't work. Then I had all these practices, and I realized the practices, not one of them, extinguished the sense of being the one who's practicing. Yeah? Ah. It overrode everything I did. Meditation, everything. I was the meditator. I was the knower of God. I, 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 I. Everything was being claimed. It didn't matter what noble horse it rode in on, it still got claimed by the selfing, yeah? And suddenly I heard this message and it became the last answer. The unspoken yes. I just knew it in my gut. Aha! And it was a knowledge prior to knowledge. I just knew before all this knowing occurred. I knew this was so. And I put my money on it and I've entertained it. In a lot of respects, it hasn't made my life better. The me is so shut down, you're not feeling a lot of shit. Yeah? When the me's filters removed, you feel a lot of stuff, like tons of experiences. You feel blood moving through your veins. You feel every little twitch in the elbow. You feel the hairs on your head. You feel, you have a lot of experience, yeah? And you see that the me is like a big dimmer down. By getting so caught up in time, you dim down the inflow of life, the real experience of being alive here. It's like an electrically charged event. Yeah? And you can't check out because it's incessantly on. Yeah? So if you're, if you're beholden to the thought says I can't take anymore, yeah? Then you're going to be in trouble because this is always incessantly on. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no... There's, you can't... It's like... There's no, there's no shade in that sunlight. None. There's no place you're going to find relief from that unbearability lightness of being, as they, that book said, you know. <laughs> the unbearable lightness of being. <laughs> the only, thing, only place that you see that as unbearable is from the mental state, I'm telling you. The mental state does not like that. Because the mental state's whole idea is that you're the constant thing. You're the thing. You're the thing that was before the experience and after the experience. It's a lie. You're an afterthought. 
The feeling of being you is an afterthought. Life is going on, and yet, geez, you think it's happening to you or by you. It's just a fucking story. Yeah. So, that's it for today. I'm stoked. I should go to another meeting after this. She's constantly. <laughs> Any questions?